As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get 150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. AirPods Pro with adaptive audio automatically keeps out the sounds you don't want to hear so you can listen to your music and lowers your music to let in the sounds you do need to hear. Hi there. Hi, what can I get you? I'll have a strawberry mango coconut probiotic smoothie with wheatgrass. Anything else? Extra wheatgrass. Here you go. AirPods Pro with adaptive audio available on AirPods Pro second generation when enabled. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. You are listening to the Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Joel Embiid likely out for Game 3. I don't think he's ruled out officially, and I wouldn't rule him out playing in this game. At home, and it's Game 3. Suns at the Mavericks, Game 3 as well. Draymond got fined 25K for the double birds in Memphis, and Dylan Brooks suspended a game. We say good morning to Peacock, those watching, streaming partner. You can download the app. You can watch for free. We could never charge you for this content. Also, our radio affiliates around the country, iHeartRadio, Fox Sports Radio lineup, and the nearly 400 cities that carry this program. Email address dp at danpatrick.com, Twitter handle at DP Show, and the phone number, if you'd like to dial in, operator, Tyler, standing by, 877-3DP-SHOW. Mavericks blown out by the Suns on Wednesday. Normally, when a team struggles, you point towards the star player. But it's hard to point a finger at Luka. He's been dominant in the postseason. He's averaging over 33 a game in the playoffs. But his play hasn't translated into second-round success. The Mavericks looked overwhelmed. Luka is scoring, but they're you know taking advantage of his lack of defense. Dallas point guard Jalen Brunson's a nice player, but to ask him to get you 23 to 25 a night is a tall task. They're focusing on Luka. Luka's going to have a lot of turnovers. They're going to try to tire him out at the other end playing defense. And if you look at the Dallas Mavericks, it's a good team, a good regular season team, but not ready to make a run in the postseason. 
we thought Kristaps Porzingis was going to be that, you know, Robin to Batman here, and it didn't work out. Maybe you go out and get a Rudy Gobert in the offseason. But Dallas, Phoenix is a better team. You know, Luke is the best player on the floor. And I like how, you know, people are now realizing that Luka can't play defense. I'm thinking, does anybody watch sports anymore? They just read articles. I mean, he does try to play defense, but he can't play defense. And he's out guarding Chris Paul in the perimeter. I'm going, that, that, that's horrible. Horrible. And uh, now we point out that he can't play defense. There are a lot of guys in the history of the sport who couldn't play defense. It's can you stop them? But Luca on the floor, that plus minus, if you want to factor in the analytics, I mean, it's not a pretty sight here. Uh, do I expect them to win tonight? I do. But this might be it. Yes, Paulie. I hesitate to bring this up, but Dan, I mentioned the morning meeting. There is a the Sporting News posted this. Stat. When's the last time you said I I hesitate to bring this up, and then you don't bring it up? Oh, I always bring it up. Okay. Yeah, that's I, I, I'm not the vault. <laughs> so the Sporting News posted on uh, social media yesterday. Luka Doncic now has the most career points per game in NBA playoff history. Luka's uh, career average in the postseason is thirty three point five points per game. Guess who's now second place? Michael Jordan at 33.4. Michael Jordan at 33.4. What is possibly flawed (laughs) with this comparative stat, Dan? Just off the top of your head, what could be not put in context? That Jordan has played 200 postseason games and Luka, I think, is on game 18? 18, yes. So I did a little math, even though that's not my uh, forte. In Michael Jordan's first 20 games of his career, he averaged 36 points per game in the playoffs. So that would be two and a half more than Luka. If Luka averages... 40 in each of the next two games, he would be higher than You're so funny. I came in, and Paulie goes, I pulled you aside. I know. He goes, I got a stat, and it's bothering me. I said, okay, save it for the show. And he goes, no, it's about Michael Jordan and Luka Doncic. I said, save it for the show. And then he keeps telling me. I said, save it for the show. And I like the sporting news, but you got to give me some context. Well, shouldn't you say more than 10 games? How about at this point? In his, games. Yeah, maybe at this point in his career, eighteen playoff games in, Luka Doncic is the second leading scorer of all time. That's still impressive. It is, but I would like to have a little bit more sample size. If I'm going to compare him to Michael Jordan's playoff career, then I have to have some context there. I would say at least fifty games before you can move. It's almost like qualifying for a batting title. You have to have a certain number of at bats, plate appearances, before you can win a batting title. I mentioned the merch that we have. Our stats of the day are brought to you by Panini America, the official trading cards of the Dan Patrick Show. I got one of those bonker stat of the days here. I got a few of them. Um, And I was watching baseball yesterday. (laughs) That's not not breaking news. Marvin. Marvin. What are you doing? Why are you pressing the button with your small hands? It's Wow, that's hurtful, but accurate. Okay. It's Friday. Uh, Shohei Otani. I had to watch. He's at Fenway, and I wanted to see how he was going to do hitting-wise. He had a single off the green monster. Marv, can you play it? I, I hope this does justice to the sound of this, leaving his bat and hitting the wall. Nobody out. A run in here in the eighth. Otani sends one the other way. That one's off the monster. <laughs> okay, that's not real. Uh, no, that third. is real. That's enhanced. Way no. Close at third. And Ward is just- Play, 
I, I first of all, there's certain guys when the ball leaves the bat. You know, Jock Peterson, when he was with the Dodgers, he would hit when he hit a home run, it would be like you heard it and you go, that's gone. There's certain guys that the ball leaves their bat in a different way. And Otani, play it again, Marv. Nobody out. A run in here in the eighth. Otani sends one the other way. That one's off the monster. <laughs> I loved it. Oh, my God. It was so great. I, I thought. Um, and then he, he pitched great. I think he had 11 strikeouts. Now, here is your stat of the day. And it has to do with Shohei Otani. There are only two starting pitchers to record hits at Fenway in the designated hitter era. Two all time in the designated hitter era. So back in the early 70s. Shohei Otani had a couple of base knocks yesterday. Roger Clemens, 1996. Stat of the day, stat of the day, that up, up. stat of the day, stat of the day. Here comes that what? Stat of the day. Top. By the way, this program, award-nominated, brought to you by Discover. Discover has your back with cashback. Use Discover to earn 5% cashback at gas stations and at Target. Now through June, learn more at discover.com. Slash rewards limitations apply. We have play of the day, stat of the day. Poll question. Who's doing the poll question honors because Seton's not here? To, oh, Paulie is. Yeah, I'll do a few. Okay. Okay, here's one. We have a couple. I'm going to save the NIL one for later. Uh, you mentioned Shohei Otani. Yeah. Over the past couple of years, some people have said, many people have said in the media and baseball that Shohei Otani, as great of a story as it is, maybe he should go with pitching or hitting, maximize those, maximize those, focus on those, and become a great, great hitter or a mm. great, great pitcher instead of like, I think it's fair to say he's very good at both. Yes. Okay. Here's the poll. Shohei Otani should focus on either being a hitter or pitcher to maximize one of them for the rest of his career. Stay a two-way player for his entire career in the big leagues. You got to stay a two-way player as long as you can. Because this is unique. This isn't Babe Ruth. Babe Ruth was a great pitcher, stopped pitching, and then became one of the great hitters of all time. Babe did... Pitching and hitting for around two years, I think, two seasons. But but Shohei Utani is sort of Bo Jackson. You know, Bo was a good baseball player and a good running back. Now, had he picked one, he probably would have been a Hall of Famer. If he was a baseball player full-time, he probably would have been a Hall of Famer. But he's sort of that unicorn. Dion did it as well, but but Bo is a, a, a better baseball player than Dion. This is something that hasn't happened. I don't know if we're going to see more of this, but Shohei Otani has global appeal. I mean, this is just unique that you're watching. You go out of your way to watch him. Shohei Otani has that. And, you know, the ability to pitch and throw hard and strike out people. I always like to see how a pitcher is striking people out. Is it called strikes or is it swinging? And uh, he had 11 strikeouts yesterday at Fenway. 29 times the Red Sox swung and missed. That's the most by any pitcher so far this season. A lot of times, though, you can, you, you can have this debate with hitters. They'll say, hey, if I'm swinging, I'm on it. It's when they locate it and you don't swing. That's the difference. 
because you go, that guy's got great stuff, but I'm swinging and I'm on it. Whereas, man, he is just placing the ball and I can't get to it. That to me is more frustrating. If I felt like, okay, I'm, I'm on this, I'm missing it, but I'm on this, as opposed to he's painting the corners there. That would frustrate me more. Yeah, Paul. Off the poll question, I hear a lot of guys on MLB Network say, you know, if he focused on one, there's a lot of mental strain in preparing for hitters and preparing for pitchers. I think John Smoltz talked about that and said it, it is a mental strain more than a physical strain. But if he picked pitching and was a you know even a Cy Young winner, or if he picked hitting and won the you know triple crown, he wouldn't be special anymore. He wouldn't be you know glo- like you said globally unique. No one does this in football. But he's an MVP candidate. He won it last year. Yeah, but he's an MVP candidate. Him and Mike Trout are the two top MVP candidates this year. If he removed either one, he wouldn't be an MVP candidate, probably. Um, he'd, he'd be on. He'd be well. Hitting wise, he could be MVP. Pitching wise, he wouldn't be MVP. But if you're gonna, I mean, he's got so much power. I mean, he's a five-tool player. Last year, the Dodgers had the two top MVP candidates preseason: Mookie Betts and Cody Bellinger. I was wondering when's the last time you had two teammates who were the uh, favorites for MVP. You got Mike Trout and you got Shohei Otani. The thing that you see sometimes with younger players is they will run. Shohei had almost 30 stolen bases. He was probably trying to go 30 for 30. That's a lot nowadays. Remember, Mike Trout ran in the beginning. A lot of players will run in the beginning and then all of a sudden they don't run anymore until that stolen base is back and has value attached to it, you're not going to have too many guys steal bases, unless they're stealing bases just to get a 30 for 30 under their belt. But would you rather be the hall of very good Shohei Utani? So you're really good, but you're not going to be a hall of famer, but you're the unicorn. Baseball will be, will be writing about you for decades. Or would you rather be, you know, I'm going to be just a hitter. Or I'm just going to be a pitcher. Man, I'd be... You could be Bo Jackson or Frank Gore. Frank Gore, consistent, 1,200 yards well, a no, season. Well, no, I can't have Frank Gore in there. That's a very fair comp- No, Frank, Frank Gore was never the best running back. That's the point. He was in the Hall. He was consistently good, and he's probably going to slide into the Hall of Fame, Frank no, Gore. No, he's going to make the Hall of Fame. Bo Jackson's not going to Hall of Fame for either sport. Yeah. But he is mythical. Yeah, you no, know, he is. He is. Yes, Mark. Frank Gore doesn't have Nikes that I stood in line for to buy. Bo Jackson does. Oh, you bought those, huh? Were those the cross trainers? The cross trainers. Yeah. They re-released them. Like the thing about, sorry, sneaker talk, the stuff that you couldn't afford or that your mom wasn't going to yeah. pay $100 for when yeah. you become an adult, yep. you start making okay money. I'm getting those. I wanted those in 1989. Frank Gore doesn't have those. <laughs> I'll sometimes walk in New York City and I'll see a group of uh, 15 guys outside a store, not open. It's like 8.30 in the morning and you, it's not going to open until at least 10 or 11. And then I walk by, I said, what's, uh, what's going on? And they go, i uh, got a new sneaker uh, dropping. And I go, what time's, the, what time's the store open? They said 11. I said, it's 8.30. I said, oh, yeah, there are people who stayed all night. All night. Oh, it's a real thing. Like the episode of Entourage where Turtle waits in line for sneakers yeah, yeah. and Vince doesn't understand. He's like, for sneakers? <laughs> like, yes, Vince, for sneakers. 
Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 to noon Eastern or 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Dan Patrick Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Or stream us live on the Peacock app. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infinity QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get 150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms, 21 plus only. Virginia only, new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Got some quick math for you. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, and delivering your product or service, the more margin you have, the more money you keep, right? That's obvious. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, borrowing, everything else costs more. So let's reduce that. The headaches, the cost, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system that brings accounting, financial management, inventory, HR, and brings it onto one platform. One source of truth. So you're only paying for that. It reduces IT costs because NetSuite lives in the clouds. No hardware required. Accessed from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. And over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a -a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to NetSuite.com slash Patrick right now and save NetSuite.com slash Patrick. Hey guys, it's Steve Covino from Covino and Rich here to tell you the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new Toyota truck 
like a rugged half-ton tundra. Workhorse by nature, powerhouse by design, the tundra combines raw capability with premium comfort and advanced tech to fuel your wildest adventures. And with the available iForce Max Hybrid powertrain, you can take electrifying horsepower farther than ever before. Or check out the fully redesigned Tacoma delivering trail-dominating power and captivating style. The new Tacoma was born to make your off-roading dreams come true. And with the new available tech, this legendary truck is getting even better. When you buy a Toyota truck, you buy Toyota dependability, meaning your truck will hold its value long into the future. So visit your local Toyota dealer. Check out the amazing national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Once again, I can't get enough of this play yesterday at Fenway. Here is Shohei Otani. You'll hear the ball leave the bat, which is unique in that sound. And then he hits it, and he hits the green monster. And that provided a unique sound as well. Nobody out. A run in here in the eighth. Otani sends one the other way. That one's off the monster. <laughs> Very close at third. Wow. Wow. Way too close at third. It knocked his number down. They, you know, it's a metal scoreboard out there, the green monster. And he had his number 17 up there because he was pitching and he was at the plate. He hit the ball so hard, it knocks down the metal jersey number that's out there. Remarkable. Are we still going with the uh, Shohei Otani poll question, Paulie? Yeah, for until the final hour, and then we're going to switch it up. Give me the poll question. I'm going to ask Mike Tirico. Okay. Shohei Otani should either pick hitting or pitching and focus on that for the rest of his career to maximize him as a pitcher or hitter or stay as a two-way player for the rest of his career. All right. Let's bring in Mike Tirico. Joins us from... Oh, Kentucky Derby. Man, that looks great. What turn What turn are you in there, Mike? This is our set. This is turn one. Nice. Twin Spires are here. Twin Spires are over my shoulder. Yeah. And the Twin Spires are my answer to the trivia questions. Both hit and pitch. How great is that? I agree. How many guys do that? I agree. Like, hey, I hope somebody from the Sox is listening. Fenway should give him that number 17. <laughs> The 17 he knocked off the board, he should get to put up in his man cave, wherever that might be. That was awesome. I love that. That was really cool. It's just that sound. There's certain sounds in sports, yes. Mike. And, yes. and and when the ball leaves Otani's bat, it's different than just about anybody in baseball. There are certain guys, like you cover golf, there are certain guys when they hit a golf ball and you go, that's different. That's good. Tiger for a long time. Fred Couples hit the most solid ball contact all the time. Uh, John Daly, you know, th- those guys, when they hit it, it just sounded different. And that's still that's still the case for sure. So that scoreboard at Fenway reminds me, Dan, have you ever been inside the scoreboard there or at Wrigley? The two I have manual scoreboards? at Fenway, but not Wrigley. Okay, that's good. I've, I've always wanted to do that. The only one of those that I've ever, ever had the chance to visit at the British Open, which is now known as the Open, uh, they have manual scoreboards forever. And I got to go up in one, I think one of my last ones at ESPN or one of my first ones at NBC. And it's just really, really cool to be inside those iconic handheld scoreboards or hand-operated scoreboards. And I've always wanted to go to Fenway and check that one out. Too. Is there a comparison for the Kentucky Derby, sports-wise? Indy, the Indy 500, because it's the same place every year. Uh, different from Augusta, because Augusta has that singular location and you know everything about it. But this is a little bit different because there's, you know, millionaires over my shoulder. And then, you know, across the other side of the track, 
it's a mosh pit of people, and they have no idea what's going on in the race. And that's the case in Indy with the snake pit. Uh, same kind of deal. So I think those are the most like comparisons. The Derby, there'll probably be 150,000 people here tomorrow. And at the end of the month, when we go to Indy, when it's over 250, uh, now that we get everybody back to full attendance post-pandemic. Are you giving a heads up on who might show up there celebrity-wise tomorrow? Uh, a little bit. And not as much this year. At least I haven't yet. I'll get a better idea as the day goes on. You know, Brady shows up. Aaron Rodgers shows up. I don't know which of the quarterback club uh, or how many of them are going to show up this year. But what the one thing that this has always been good about is guys can go and they can kind of hang and hide in the suites with their guys. You know, I know Aaron's brought some offensive linemen and some receivers over the years. Brady's brought Gronk, Edelman. And if they find us a, a place and a space up there, most of the other people have great money, great resources, great celebrity. So they can hang without being disturbed uh, nearly as much as you would at some other sporting events. That's kind of cool. Mike Tirico joining us. Let me give the full introduction. He's uh, the voice for Sunday Night Football. He's hosting the Kentucky Derby. And uh, tomorrow at 2.30 Eastern on NBC and Peacock is when it starts. I'm fascinated by Bob Bassett, Bob Baffert, that yeah. he's – Got a two-year ban, but he's got two horses in the Kentucky Derby, but he's not allowed to be on on, on site. Is that correct? Yeah. Uh, so the suspension that he has is a two-fold suspension. The Kentucky Horse Racing Commission, so they're the, one of the 38 uh, groups that put out the rules state by state. The rules in New York are different from California, different from Kentucky, and so on for the other jurisdictions where horse racing happens. 38 of them, they don't all operate under the same rules, but they'll almost in a reciprocity manner honor uh, suspensions. So Kentucky suspended Baffert for 90 days through July 2nd, which covers the Triple Crown races. So New York and Maryland are going to pick up on that suspension. Now, separately, Churchill Downs, which is independent from the Horse Racing Commission in Kentucky, have said for two years, you can't run at any of the tracks we own. So he couldn't come here, and he can't have derby horses. So these two horses that he has, uh, Messier and Taba, are both going to run, but he transferred them to a different trainer in early March and can't have contact with that trainer during the process here. Could he buy a he ticket? No, uh, no he's, I think he's banned from the grounds. I think he's banned from training. I don't know if he would buy a ticket and sit in the stands necessarily, but – he wouldn't be given a spot on Millionaire's Row, is my guess, from the folks at Churchill Downs who banned him for two years. What's the best story at the Kentucky Derby this year? You know, I think it's the two trainers of the two favorites. Steve Asmussen is one of them. He's the trainer of Epicenter. That's the three horse. He's won more races than anybody in North America. He's never won the Derby. And Chad Brown is the other guy. He's as good a trainer as there is, save for Baffert. He trains number 10, Zandon. Zandon, like Brandon, he's the favorite along with Epicenter. Brown's never won a Kentucky Derby. So it's like that. Uh, you know, Bill Self has won everything but a national championship, gets there and finally wins it. One of those kind of fields. So those two guys, they're excellent. They are among the best in their sport, but they haven't won the biggest one. That's what is probably the best storyline, in addition to the two Baffert horses. Uh, rain right now close to 50%. Yeah, it was supposed to be pouring right now. I thought it was going to be awful here, uh, but it's better now. I think we're going to dodge a little bit today. Tomorrow looks dry, cold but dry, so that's going to affect my seersucker linen suit. I have to go to a different <laughs> suit 
I really don't care about the horses and the muddy track. Of course. I care about how yeah, I of course. Yeah. Yes. Mike Tirico joining us. He is the uh, new voice for uh, Sunday Night Football play-by-play. Help me understand the end game with the NFL, that now we're going to Germany for a game with Seattle and Tampa Bay. We've been in London for a long time. We've been in Mexico City. I wondered, Mike, with 17-game schedule, I get that I get that extra game that I can sort of play with if I'm the NFL, and then I'm not taking away your your home games. You're still going to get eight home games. But I don't know where we're going with this other than let's broaden our reach. What's the end game? Yeah, you know, the whole thought of can you put a team in London, I think when you start to look at, okay, guys get cut, and you've got to bring in a kicker on a Friday or something like that. I don't know how feasible it is to have an entire team for an entire season in London. I thought that was part of the end game, and I don't know if it still is. I do like the fact that they've given countries teams or vice versa. They've given teams countries. Hey, Cardinals and other teams, Mexico is your area. So go promote. Let them fall in love with a team. And then we'll see if you can take that one game someplace every year. The Jaguars have actually built up some sort of a following in London because they go every year. Uh, just like look, look at look at the Premier League. My son is a huge Chelsea fan. There are a ton of Chelsea fans here in the U.S., so you can build that. Now, can the NFL build that in these seven or eight countries that we know want to watch American football? That's the end game to me. I was also uh, curious your take on name, image, and likeness. You have the SEC and the Pac-12 going to Washington, D.C. It's almost like there's a tax loophole that everybody's going to take advantage of before they realize we got to stop this tax loophole six months from now. Um, where where are we headed with name, image, and likeness? Hang on a second, Dan. Horses are going by. Okay, thank you. The first race just started. I couldn't hear you. The horses were going by. Um, in all seriousness, I look, Mark Emmer didn't do a good job as the head of the NCAA. I, I don't think there's any way you could argue that he was significantly impactful in a positive way. But this is the worst time to have a lame duck there for the rest of the year and then somebody new coming in, figuring out where's the furniture, what can I do. College athletics is so screwed up right now. Name, image, and likeness. They just said, hey, let's go, go figure it out. Now they're trying to rein it back in. You know, should players be getting compensated? Yes. But should it be used to recruit players? If that's the case, we're only going to have a certain number of people playing. Here's the question I have. Does it tie into the mission of your college or university in any way? Are they going to school? Are they any part of what you do? If not, then let's go have minor league sports somewhere and keep college sports. We had a chance to find a balance, and nobody was in charge at that point when that needed to happen. I don't think you're going to get the genie back to the bottom. What I'm worried about, six, eight teams are great, but are we going to have 40 or 50 that can compete in football? That's what makes football really good, and I don't think we're going to have that anymore. Yeah, I wonder if you just get a billionaire who decides that I want my school to be relevant. Uh, you know, let's say it's a, a billionaire who donates to Tulsa. And imagine if Elon Musk wanted to spend money on the uh, University of Pennsylvania football team and just said, hey, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to spend $50 million here. I, you know, I want my team I, to be relevant. No, I, if, if, uh, if somebody who's an alum of a school is like that. Look look at what the Nike presence has done for Oregon in all sports, facilities, everything else. I mean, you now will go to Eugene from L.A., from Phoenix, from all the geographically populated areas in the West Coast. 
because of the Nike gear, because of the facilities, because it's cutting edge and in state of the art in so many ways. And that's what a booster's impact can have now, as opposed to through a company and through the donations to the university, it's right to the kids. So why not? I say that Elon Musk should try that. I'm thinking Syracuse or Dayton. Come give our schools a bunch of money and we'll see if it works. If we're going to play, let's play in the big leagues, right? Why not? Uh, do you have a uh, goofy-looking outfit tomorrow? It feels like it's uh, open season. When you go to the Derby, you can wear something that you'd never wear again. Never. I come back every year, so I, I, I'm kind of basic. The tie will be okay. They asked me to put on a hat for the Today Show. I showed up like this in a ball cap. Like, this is, this is the best I can do. I don't look good in hats. Do you look good in, like, no. a man's hat? No. Yeah, I don't either. I put it on for the Today Show for like two minutes. It looked awful, but I did it for the Wait, for Roker and for the gag. Why? Why did they want a hat on you? Because I was with Dylan Dreyer, and she's wearing a hat and a fascinator, and you know everybody tries. My wife's coming for the first time, and she has hats in the hotel room. She's trying on different hats. It's a disaster. I told her, I said, "You better learn how to bet. You better win money because we're spending a lot of money on hats you're never going to wear at this point." But uh, it's it is cool. You know what it is. It's a real party, and most of the people here aren't dialed into the biggest sporting event in this sport for the year, and those who are love it, and it's one of the rare places that everybody can play in the same sandbox. Good to talk to you, buddy. Uh, have fun tomorrow. Come here. Thank you, Mike. Thanks, DP. You got it. That's uh, Mike Tirico joining us. Turn one there, Kentucky Derby, Churchill Downs. Do you guys know enough to draft? We know nothing, but we're ready to draft for the Derby. Okay. By the way, uh, NBC Sports coverage of the Derby tomorrow, 2.30 Eastern on NBC and Peacock. How about we take a break and then you guys can do a little homework here. Everybody gets two picks. How's that? Paulie, you're, you're giving me a scrunchy face. I'm sure in two minutes we completely will be prepared. Well, at least we <laughs> can get the names right there. Uh, Steve in Pennsylvania. Hi, Steve. What's on your mind? Hey, Dan. Uh, quick story about horse racing. About 10 years ago, the wife and I decided to go to an OTB with some friends, have some drinks, betting 2 $3 at a time on horses to win. We know nothing. She looks at the, the paper there and says, hey, I like this horse, 35 to 1, named Baloney Lips. And I said to her, I'm not leaving my beer at the table laughing to go put a $3 bet on Baloney Lips. Long story short, Baloney Lips wins by three lengths. Every year at Derby time... <laughs> She looks at me and says, baloney, let's shake her head and walk away. That's all I got, bud. Thank you, Steve. I used to cover the Kentucky Derby and the Belmont and the Preakness and uh, when I was at CNN, and I got to go to these races. I remember being at the Belmont, and I would always bet, but I, I bet you know maybe $25, $50 at the most. I remember winning my bet at the Belmont. And, uh, you know, you feel great. Like, I won the Belmont. I got my, my, my ticket here. I'm going up to cash, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make $48. But, damn, I feel like I'm, I'm a handicapper. So I go up there, and Andrew Beyer, the longtime horse racing expert with the Washington Post, is in front of me. So I'm getting ready because I got $48. He gives his ticket. And this is in the press room that you could cash in your ticket. And it came up 48600 and some dollars. And I went, oh, my God. 
He so he's cashing at forty eight thousand. I'm next, and I'm cashing at forty eight dollars. That was that. You know, there are guys that you know spend a lot of money there, bet a lot of money. But that's the first time I saw something that uh, it was like that large of a bet or paying off for Andrew Byer. But he was always great. I'd read his columns, and you know, you could make money there. But covering Belmont Preakness and uh, a lot of a lot of great moments there. Covered a lot of great horses, a lot of great trainers as well. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. Hey, I'm Doug Gottlieb. The podcast is called All Ball. We usually talk all basketball all the time, but it's more about the stories about what made these people love their sport and all the interesting interactions along the way. We talk to coaches. We talk to players. We tell you stories. You download it. You listen to it. I think you'll like it. Listen to All Ball with Doug Gottlieb on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get 150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms, 21 plus only. Virginia only, new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. 
Hey guys, it's Steve Cavino from Cavino and Rich here to tell you the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new Toyota truck like a rugged half-ton Tundra. Workhorse by nature, powerhouse by design, the Tundra combines raw capability with premium comfort and advanced tech to fuel your wildest adventures. And with the available iForce Max Hybrid powertrain, you can take electrifying horsepower farther than ever before. Or check out the fully redesigned Tacoma delivering trail-dominating power and captivating style. The new Tacoma was born to make your off-roading dreams come true. And with the new available tech, this legendary truck is getting even better. When you buy a Toyota truck, you buy Toyota dependability, meaning your truck will hold this value long into the future. So visit your local Toyota dealer. Check out the amazing national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Also uh, spent a lot of time this week on name, image, and likeness. I'm fascinated of what it is and where it's going, and I liken this to a tax loophole that everybody's trying to take advantage of now because they're going to close this up at some point. Heather Dinich knows a whole lot more about this than I do. She's a senior writer for ESPN.com. And, well, let me start with the beginning of this week, Heather. How would you recap what happened this week in college football with name, image, and likeness? Well, I would recap it by saying it became the perfect storm, really, with, um, I mean, throw it into a blender with a transfer portal. And that's where you have what happened at Pitt. And you've got their star wide receiver putting his name in the transfer portal. I mean, I spoke to their quarterback now, Keaton Slovis, who up and moved his collegiate life across the country to go to Pitt to play there in large part because of that receiver. And now he might not be there. And and that's just kind of shows where we are. Um, But this has been happening for a long time. I think the issue of the transfer portal has exacerbated what you're seeing with name, image, and likeness. Yeah, and I wondered, you have the Pac-12 and SEC commissioners going to Washington, D.C. What are they lobbying for? Well, they're lobbying for legislative help, meaning somebody tells what the rules are. And, Dan, it's fascinating to me that those are the two people who are going, not NCAA President Mark Emmert, who's on his way out. And, you know, to have these two commissioners who are literally two of the most powerful people in college athletics right now, one from the state of California, which is a very blue state, one from the SEC, which represents a lot of red states, united as they walk into the United States Senate to meet with these senators, I think sends a very powerful message about not only how serious they are about asking for help, but to be quite blunt, how desperate college athletics is for some guidance because clearly they have not gotten it from Indianapolis. And I feel like they're almost circumventing the NCAA. They're just saying, you know, you guys just stay there in your little bubble in Indianapolis. We're going to take care of this. We're, we're going to be on the initiative there. And, you know, Greg Sankey is as power. He's more powerful than Mark Emmerich is. Uh, how is name, image and likeness bad for college football? Well, 
I think time will tell just how bad it is because again, you've got, you can't talk about that without talking about the transfer portal. How many kids are going to be in the portal with nowhere to go, right? I mean, it's bad right this skinny minute because college coaches have no idea who's on their roster, right? Everything ties into something else, which is why they're trying to get these transfer windows. One in the last November, uh, or excuse me, the last Sunday of November that leads up to early signing day and another window um, kind of around now, mid-April to May 1st, which is currently the only deadline to put your name in the portal right now is May 1st. And so they're hoping, well, if at least we narrow these windows, it'll help coaches tell who on their roster. Like, but to the example of Slovis at Pitt, guys have to know who they're playing with too. They have to know what they're signing up for when they move. I mean, I spoke with one athletic director when I was in Scottsdale last week who told this anecdote of, we had this great linebacker who wanted a car. And so he goes to the local car dealership and says, hey, you know, on the up and up, what can we do to help this kid out? And the car dealer's like, well, I'm not really comfortable with that. So the kid leaves, goes and gets his car somewhere else. <laughs> And, and tweets a picture of it, by the way. So that's kind of where it is. And so to be able to have some legislation and look, there's no nobody is kind of blind to the reality of everyone knows how slow things work in Congress. They're not going to because they had this meeting change things today. And Bob Bowlesby, the outgoing Big 12 commissioner, was very clear about that, saying, you know, it's not like anything is going to change before the midterm elections anyway. But to start those conversations and ask for help. I think is uh, an important step, be it symbolic or not, in where college athletics is. Why don't we just pull back the curtain on this, Heather, and just say let's have a super conference. Let's have 40 of the top football programs, and you could almost structure it like the NFL and and, and just say, look, this is big business. You're getting paid. Come on in. Uh, We're going to have the haves and the have-nots. Then you'll have everybody going to 1AA or whatever it's going to be, but – that just feels like that's where we're headed. It does, but everybody has to pump the brakes on that. Like we look at it through tunnel vision, like everyone is the SEC, which it's not. College football and college athletics as a whole is far broader than the Ohio States and Alabamas of the world, right? So there has to be some recognition of the Olympic sports, of Title IX, how that impacts the softball players, the baseball players. I mean, you name it, right? And so there is an aspect to that. Now, when I was in Scottsdale, Ohio State Athletic Director Gene Smith, he's one of the veteran people in college athletics. When he talks, people listen. He said, why don't we put the 10 FBS conferences under the college football playoff umbrella. Let's rethink this whole thing as we think playoff expansion. And his idea is the NCAA can continue to host championships for those Olympic sports and men's and women's hoops. And we'll deal with this here with football. And some people say that's not a bad idea, but we need a sort of VP of operations for college football, like a Dan Gavitt who does the same thing for college basketball. Um, So, you know, people are at least starting to think out of the box but you can't not remember these other college athletes. I mean, you know, I met the, the Michigan State Athletic Director for the first time who was almost in tears. He was so emotional about his gymnastics team and what they accomplished four years after um, the Larry Nassar scandal. And so just people care. There are people who care about those other athletes. Thank you, Heather. And uh, we'll be watching. Thanks for joining us. Thanks, Dan. That's Heather Dennett. She covers uh, college football, ESPN Insider, National College Football Writer, uh, ESPN.com.
Keep this in mind. Have this on good authority. Name, image, and likeness has been around for a long time. The concept of name, image, and likeness. When did Mark Emmert take over as the president of the NCAA? 09, 2010. Name, image, and likeness was there in front of him. Name, image, and likeness has been around a long time. But you know what they tried to do? They tried to fight this. Instead of saying, so they spent hundreds of millions of dollars trying to fight this because they didn't want to have the student-athlete to have a voice. They didn't want the student-athlete to get paid by the university. They panicked. They panicked. The, the president of the NCAA was told, have student-athletes help with this process. The NCAA just said, no, we're going to fight this. And they have spent over a decade fighting name, image, and likeness. And here we are. They don't know what they're doing. They had knowledge of it. And they chose not to manage it fairly. Something's got to change. You have to have somebody in an authoritative power position that you respect. And I don't think you can have one person head up the NCAA. I think you have to have a panel, a board of directors, and then you can kind of farm out things. You know, you start with your big business, you know, your, your big money makers. You start with college football. You start with college basketball. And then you can have some people dealing with the ancillary sports there, give them the respect that they deserve. But, you know, the NCAA, it felt like they were the bully on the block until they kind of looked up and went, nobody's afraid of us. They don't do anything. They don't investigate. The only time somebody gets in trouble or got in trouble is Yahoo Sports or ESPN, somebody, Fox Sports, they'd go, uh, here it is. We got a whole story here. And then the NCAA goes, uh, all right. Hey, uh, can you go wake up Johnny and uh, and Tom? Uh, Sally might be at lunch. I don't know. See if they can come on. And who's on the golf course? Have them come in. We got to deal with this stuff. <laughs> And that feels like that's where we are. Yeah, Paul. I think your point is exactly on about the, the tax loophole. When there's no rules right now with NIL, every athlete is going to max out. Everything's on the table because they know a year from now it could be different rules. Yes. Maybe not a cap on them, but a cap on the schools to pay or to funnel the money, whatever you want to call it. I, I think that'll be the key is you know when, when you're asking uh, Congress to help you, like, what do we do here? Are they going to have a salary cap for name, image, and likeness? I guess, I, but I'm going to go back and tell you what I was told by a source who works in uh, administrative at a, a big-time university. He said there's going to be more cheating. If you cap this, let's say a, a football team can have $10 million. That's their salary cap. They're going to go behind your back. That's what they used to do. So $10 million can be legal up front, and then you're going to have – Five or ten million that won't be. That's what's going to happen. Gordon in Washington. Hey, Gordon, what's on your mind today? Hey, Dan, how are you doing today? Good, sir. Um, you had that story about Tom Brady admitting that the tuck play was a fumble, yeah. correct? Yeah. It kind of hinted that you felt sorry a little bit for Raider fan. Yeah. Losing that game. That game. Well, 
I don't feel sorry for Raider fan at all because that holy roller play still <laughs> The Dave Casper holy roller play. Uh, oh, gosh. Yeah, but this is why I feel sorry. For, well, Raider fans have been toyed with for a long, long time. Yeah. Hey, where's our team going to be next year? Carson City, Los Angeles, staying in Oakland, moving to Vegas. But that play, when you hear Brady then say it, the way he said it, well, uh, play it again, Marvin. The other voice on here is Justin Bieber. New trend alert. Tell me something honest. Tuck roll game against the Raiders. Might have been a fumble. Okay. <laughs> um, do I think Tom believes it was, it was a fumble? Yes. It was called in accordance to what the, the you know the the rule states. It's just a flawed rule. It was a fumble, absolutely. But if you're a Raider fan, do you go? He finally admitted it, as opposed to he won't admit it. So you do hear it. Do you feel any better? It's like okay, all right, I feel a little bit better. But you know, all I know is Brady had a big smile on his face <laughs> when he said it. Probably had one of his Super Bowl rings on as well. Yeah, Paul. I, I just went back and looked at Holy Roller Place because it's, it's a little before my time. So that's 1978. Is it Raiders Chargers? Raiders Chargers. It was game one of the season. John Madden was the head coach of yeah. the Raiders. So it was one of those last-minute plays, <laughs> and they tried to do like a pitch. And Dave Casper was a really good tight end for the Raiders. He's like faking like he's picking up the ball. He's more tapping it forward and rolling it forward. He, but he does a good job selling it. I don't even know if there's a rule he's breaking at the time, and he falls on the end zone. It's it's good video. Holy Roller. Great nickname for that, the Holy Roller. Uh, Sam in Iowa. Hi, Sam. What's on your mind today? Hey, Dan. How's it going? Good, sir. Uh, you're you're uh, talking about Westbrook. Uh, you think he might stay with the Lakers. Uh, well, I definitely do. Uh, last uh, Yesterday you were talking about LeBron and where he's going to go. Well, I thought it. I was on the understanding he already made it clear that he was going to go play with Bronny, whoever drafted Bronny. So whoever drafts Bronny, LeBron is gone, and then that'll put more on Westbrook, and he'll pretty much be running the show on L.A. Well, you're going to have Anthony Davis there. I, I just wonder, if you're LeBron, you're not going to win another championship, I don't think. Because the West is young and really good. I just don't see that, that nucleus there winning a championship. And if you're LeBron, what's left? Win a championship and play with your son on a team. All right. Well, you're not going to be able to control where your son goes to play. If somebody drafts him, if Orlando drafts him, is LeBron going to Orlando? How bad does he want to play on the same team as his son? And he's got to wait two years. What about contract extension? I think uh, two years, $100 million for LeBron. But I wonder if he wants to stay. Is LeBron, has he got uh, six, 600 million that he's made? 600? On the floor? On the floor? Like salaries? I don't think anyone's over 400 for their career. Oh, wasn't that Kevin Garnett? Kevin Garnett was okay. up there. Okay, so if he signs this new deal. All right, do you, can we play career salary game? Oh, yeah. Here we go. Club's salary. open. Salary, 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 
coffee before 10. All righty. <laughs> Paulie, what do you have for LeBron James? Okay, LeBron James made $4 million as a rookie. He's never been the highest paid player in the league any year that I could find. He's never been the highest paid player in the NBA. That's kind of fascinating. He has currently made, all right, guess how much LeBron has made up to this point, including this season? 392. Oh, hold on. I need a second. Okay. I'm going to give you big bonus points $390 million. Wow. Two million off. That's a walk That's off. That's a walk off. That is a walk off. Oh, no, I need you to stay. For oh, okay. 20 minutes. All right. Um, he's got $45 million on the way next season. And then you could assume. So let's say he tax on one hundred and fifty million more. That sounds about right. Then he'll be five fifty. Yeah, maybe a little more than that. Yeah, yeah five fifty. <laughs> and then what he's made off the floor as well, and worth it. Yeah, he is. Yeah, I just, I just wonder. You know, do you want to stay and just play because it's Los Angeles, or do you want to try to go to some other team? And I think that's going to be really hard. You know, LeBron has uh, earned over a billion dollars since he turned pro in 2003. If you have everything on the court and off the court, he's at over a billion dollars right now. Solid. Yeah. yeah, decent. Yeah, Paul. In the past three seasons, John Wall has been paid $10 million more than LeBron James. <laughs> Just threw that in there. Nothing, no offense, John. It always feels like John Wall is my go-to guy when I want to talk about Paying guys who shouldn't be paid. He was a healthy scratch this year and made forty-four million. Uh, he's owed, and there's no way out of it. Forty-seven million dollars next year, and I don't see a way out of it. Man, that's tough. He would. I mean, he could take a forty million dollar buyout and save the team money. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury: the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste, the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Embrace a new year with a new style of whiskey, Keeper's Heart Irish American Whiskey. Crafted by a legendary Irish distiller, a unique blend of smooth Irish whiskey, bold American whiskey that has garnered over 130 awards in just two short years. Whether crafting St. Patty's Day cocktails or finding the perfect gift for the occasions like Mother's Day, Keeper's Heart, perfect choice. Personalize a label for free on their website. Use the code DAN24 for $10 off your order at KeepersHeartWhiskey.com. Athletes everywhere turn to CBD for relief and recovery, but with all the products claiming to do different things, it's impossible to decide which is best. As one of few brands that oversees the entire production process, from their farm in Oregon to the product that arrives at your door, Lazarus Naturals keeps their ingredients simple and transparent. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results for your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. Discover how CBD can help you reach your full potential as an athlete. That's LazarusNaturals.com. Lazarus Naturals, the cleanest source of CBD for athletes and sports fans alike. This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class. 
The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander. With seating for up to eight passengers and available panoramic moonroof, you can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with the whole family. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places.